Good morning. You've got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, who will offer explanations. All you need to do is ask. That's exactly how this works. If you're a loyal listener, you already knew that. If you're joining us for the very first time, I think you'll find the next couple of hours or any part that you can share of your Saturday morning with us that's part of the next couple of hours will be valuable to you in some way, shape, or form. It could simply be that it's amusing. It could be mildly entertaining. It could be very informative. or And it happens more often than you might think. It could be life-changing. It could be getting you the answers to exactly the most challenging financial questions in your life. And while that sounds hmm, maybe a bit dramatic, it really isn't. We've, over many, many years now, and thousands of calls and hundreds of folks that we've met face-to-face had the chance to really change lives. So if you are of a mind that you have questions, uh, we're going to give you several ways that you can reach us this morning and have your questions asked and answered. And uh, we encourage you to do exactly that. It is... uh, it's for you that we uh, we get up early on Saturday mornings and come on in. I'll tell you why early on Saturday mornings has a special meaning this morning here shortly. But if you would like to join us, we would welcome that. The traditional old school and one of the most effective ways to get your questions asked and answered is to simply call 610-720-7900, 610 720-7900. That uh, works very, very well. You'll talk to uh, Mr. John Elliott. You'll talk to Mr. Gene Dickison. And uh, we'll get you the very best answers that we have available uh, this Saturday morning. If you would prefer email, that's fine. Sometimes the detail um, is um, easier to organize in in uh, writing. Email Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com, askmtm.com. And uh, that goes directly to my smartphone, which, depending on when you catch us, that might be the smartest thing in the room. And, of course, if you are further afield, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond, and beyond, if you're, a Canadian, hey, a Canuck up there, yay, hey there once. Uh, you are more than welcome to listen in uh, through the miracles of technology, iHeartMedia. You go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com, and hit the Listen Live button. It's a red button that appears every Saturday morning about 8.05 and then disappears at 10 o'clock. Because Listen Live is exactly that. You get to hear everything in real time. And, of course, if you miss out on some or all of the show at certain points, you can grab us by podcast, as hundreds and hundreds of you do. I'm always very, uh, very pleasantly surprised to find how very many of you are picking up our show on podcast. And maybe you're out for a walk. Maybe it's a couple days from now. Or uh, maybe you're in your car. You're picking up information when you get a chance. We uh, welcome you to do exactly that. Again, morethanmoneyonline.com. You can do that from your smartphone, from your uh, tablet, uh, laptop, workstation. It works very, 
very well indeed. I'm, I am flying solo this morning, uh, Alyssa Young, uh, the host of More Than Money. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the uh, self-proclaimed host of More Than Money, please. Um, she, let's see, she's only about 22 years behind. But at any rate, the self-proclaimed host of More Than Money is uh, fulfilling her family duties by attending a soccer game uh, for her daughter, Juliana. And I have, um, that's about the only excuse that she could have this morning that literally gets her completely off the hook because uh, uh, Juliana is, uh, is, is pretty special. So her mom uh, reconnecting. Uh, Mom was away for a week, so reconnecting with her daughter for all the right reasons on a, uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous morning out there. It's a little chilly. I hope those girls get to uh, at least, uh, what, the first quarter, first half, are there quarters in soccer? I think just half. The first half that they get to uh, to play in their warm-ups, because, wow, it's, uh, it's a little chilly out there. But we wish her great success, great luck, and um, Alyssa will be back with us, um, God willing, next week, and that would be a really good thing, really good thing. So many of you have been so very kind. Oh, my goodness. You have welcomed Alyssa into your uh, financial lives, into your hearts, and uh, for the folks who get to listen and then stop into our office, many of you have had the chance to uh, meet Alyssa and uh, you are even more impressed when you meet this young woman uh, in person. Um, she has an incredible job here on the radio, of course. Um, well, she's had a very, very good teacher. Very good teacher. Um, I, th- I think it was up at Syracuse. <laughs> but she does a great job. But if you want um, to uh, truly appreciate uh, the wonderful young woman, um, brilliant and uh, engaging and terrific. The list is stop in, uh, give us a call, stop on over. Uh, we welcome you. We welcome you. Uh, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. I mentioned Alyssa has not seen Juliana for a week. She hasn't seen her family for a week. Uh, we... Alyssa and I, uh, Diane, uh, Megan, uh, Greg and Mark, Chad and uh, his wife Angie uh, have spent the past week, basically the entire time since the last time I saw you, since the last time I was on this microphone, uh, in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah. What a beautiful, beautiful state. What a beautiful town. Nice people. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful, wonderful people. We got to see not as much as we would like, but we got to see a fair amount of Salt Lake City. Uh, we stayed at the Great American, one of the very nicest hotels that I have stayed in. And I have been blessed in my life to uh, to travel the country quite a bit and uh, stay in some very, very nice venues. And this was one of the nicest, one of the very, very nicest um, across the board. We were at, an, at a conference, a national conference for a group of financial advisors uh, that we uh, 
are affiliated with and very proud to be. So the Strategic Financial Alliance, I had the, uh, the very um, great honor to be able to speak uh, as the uh, final keynote for the conference. And that was, uh, that was an honor, an absolute honor. Um, I have uh, been in the audience and heard past keynote speakers that caused my uh, professional uh, pride to swell. And I hope, I hope I, uh, I carried on that legacy. So uh, Alyssa and our entire advisory team, goodness. Um, we got home around a little before two and, uh, our good friend Greg, who had a hockey game this morning at eight, had another hour and 15 or so to get back to his house. Uh, Mark had about the same to get to his house. So, uh, although they're, my guess is, well, not Greg, he's playing as we speak, um, but I'm guessing uh, if Mark's smart, he's getting some extra shut-eye. Uh, five o'clock uh, on most Saturdays comes pretty early. This morning was nutty. Nutty. The, the, the days of, of, of my uh, uh, hitting it hard and uh, getting up after three hours sleep and being at my very best, they are... They're a bit past me. A bit? How about by decades? <laughs> That's not my <laughs> strength at this point. Um, but remarkably so, here we are. And um, gosh, I have a stack of emails that we've got to go through and happy to be doing all that for you. Uh, again, 610-720-7900, Gene, and ask MTM. Uh, dot com more than money online dot com. Uh, the market volatility this week was off the chains. It was out of control. It was cray cray, uh, unprecedented um, uh, in its um, um, not unprecedented in in the history of the stock market. Of course not. That's crazy talk. But unprecedented in its range over uh, an entire week. Uh, of tremendous lows, tremendous regains, uh, tremendous uh, volatility intraday, uh, minus four or five hundred points to end up plus 150, uh, plus six or seven hundred on the Dow, um, plus two or three or four percent on the NASDAQ, minus two, three, four. It was a wild, wild week. Um, I blame that on two things. Number one, uh, the current administration is not setting a healthy or appropriate uh, set of financial um, policies that would support uh, the growth of the economy and um, mitigate the inflation and, and rising interest rate challenges. And the second reason, I think, is because we were all in Salt Lake City. You know, <sighs> we're kind of busy. And, uh, all right, maybe if we had had our, uh, our hand on the tiller, that would have been a little steadying for the economy. <sighs> all right, you, you, you can't tell, because it is still radio, but even I find that amusing. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's lovely to think that no matter how uh, large a firm we become, 
it's lovely to think that we might have that kind of influence on the market. Um, but uh, keeping um, keeping things in proper perspective, we don't. And no one else does either. No one else does either. So um, the conspiracy theorists who often will pop up and say there's a cabal of folks who are uh, pulling the strings. Uh, the reality is um, this market, um, thankfully, this economy, thankfully, has grown far larger than any one group, any one person or any one group or any cabal uh, could uh, control as an industry, as a, an economy, uh, we are far stronger uh, than that. But uh, you may have uh, some concerns. I would find that very reasonable. There are times when people get uh, jittery um, kind of out of nowhere, or maybe it's a manufactured jittery every time you see any commercial, uh, particularly on uh, the financial stations, about precious metals whether metals are going up, down, or sideways, the economy's up, down, or sideways, it's always about terror and fear. And you know, you know, a loaf of bread's gonna, it's gonna take a wheelbarrow full of, of those green, worthless pieces of paper to buy a loaf of bread. But if you have gold, you're only gonna need, yeah, like a, like a little tiny bit, because gold's amazing. Yeah, I have no idea why Norm MacDonald was being channeled there first. I have no idea. Um, and, and the reality is uh, uh, fear, um, uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, fear of being included, fear of being dragged down. Uh, these are uh, normal human emotions, and these are the kinds of things that, that uh, often will cause uh, large segments of the investment community to do things that are not in their best interest. Not in their best interest might be in the best interest of some other folks, like maybe people trying to sell gold or maybe people on radio shows around the country who are trying to uh, scare you into committing to an 8 or a 10 or a 12 or a 15-year annuity, whether it's appropriate for you, whether it's in your best interest or not. Huh. Trying to scare you into doing things uh, that may or may not be in your best interest is a far cry from dealing with a fiduciary financial advisor who is both ethically and legally bound, ethically and legally committed to acting in your best interest. Now, um, in, in, um, in the interest of, of uh, full uh, disclosure and transparency, are there parts uh, or uh, segments of our audience listening this morning that should be in gold and or other precious metals. Yup. Are there certain segments of the folks who are listening this morning who should be examining the use of, uh, I, I'll need to qualify this, quality annuities? Answers, of course. Uh, I received early this morning, early, hmm, hmm, sleepy by, but early uh, this morning, um, a um, outline of a new product, an annuity-based product, a very highly uh, regarded company, uh, strong financials, 
that is describing uh, a investment platform where the minimum return you would get over the term of the annuity, uh, five years as I recall, is 2% with a cap of 6% per year. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, If we were talking about that type of platform, that type of product, even a year ago, there's most folks who go, eh, eh. Um, you know, the ups and downs are, are not fun, but, but on average, 6, 8, 10, 12% last year for many folks, rates of return in double digits, 10s and 12s and 14s, for some 20s and 22s. So if you set a cap at 6%, you would say, eh, lackluster at best. Eh. Uh, I'm guessing, just guessing, that there's a fair proportion of you out there who heard, all right, hang on a second. I, I get a guaranteed minimum of 2%, and I could get as much as 6% per year. And the answer is, uh, yep. In a platform that requires a relatively short uh, commitment period, five years. But don't be um, enamored don't get, don't fall in love with any particular product. Fall in love with the idea of being matched, having your investment approach matched to your goals. Let me give you an example. In recent weeks, I have met with half a dozen um, younger folks. Um, in, in my world, yeah. Anybody under about 85 is a younger folk. No, <clears throat> actually, the way I feel this morning, anybody about under 95 is younger folks. Um, uh, younger folks, 40s, 30s, 20s, who, for whom uh, any discussion of a platform, an investment platform, that would give them a guaranteed 2% with a upside of 6 is silliness, absolute silliness. Totally inappropriate. Uh, No matter what their angst might be about the current market conditions, it doesn't make any sense for someone in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s with, what, 20, 30, 40 years of investments ahead of them to be looking for uh, elimination of downside volatility. Why not, isn't it better to be able to kind of uh, take a deep breath, maybe sleep a little better at night and get a solid average of four and a half or five percent? The answer is, well, it's way better than zero. Yeah, that's true. But if you're investing appropriately in those time frames for a 20, 30, 40 year uh, time horizon, the answer is that it's a really bad idea. Now, the flip side of that, If your investment horizon is five or 10 years, it might fit very well. And if your investment horizon is much shorter, you've got to look at these things carefully and see where they fit for you. 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com. Forgive me for a moment as I take a sip of spring water. 
Salt Lake City is about uh, 4,000 feet up. And as we found, um, the air at that elevation, a little thinner, not bad. Gosh, we, we hiked everywhere, everywhere, and had no real breathing problems. But the uh, humidity is non-existent. Um, dried us out a lot. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, 610-720-7900 is John takes our first call. Here's an email. My mother passed away recently. I'm the executor. According to the will, my sister and I split assets up to a cap. Any money money over the cap is further split between other family members. When the cost basis was established on the accounts and properties, the total value was slightly greater than the cap. Since then, due to market declines, yeah, I've noticed those myself. Since uh, then, due to market declines, the total value is now lower than the cap. Is this If this is the case when it's time to distribute the estate, how does it get distributed? Based off the time of death cost basis, other family members would get money, but where does it come from? Very fair question. First piece of advice, strongest piece of advice, make sure that you are counseling with an experienced and trusted estate planning attorney. Do not decide to do this as a do-it-yourself project. Having said that, uh, time of distribution, you can't print money. So using simple numbers, if you split everything up to 100000 and at the time of distribution, uh, the property values are ninety. And then sadly, the folks who are getting or were designated to get dollars uh, above the cap uh, will not be receiving anything. Now, as uh, the executor, are you able to adjust that? The answer is no. You've got to follow the instructions as the will and the documents uh, dictate. As a human, as a person, are you and your sister in a, per, in a, in a position uh, to simply say, um, you know, uh, maybe mom and dad uh, wanted something or mom wanted something a little different than what it actually ended up being. And as a result, maybe we will give up some of our dollars kind of voluntarily. The alternative, of course, is that you uh, may delay distribution and you may wait at least a small period of time until it appears that some of those uh, declines can be recouped. Um, there is no guarantee that that will happen. There is certainly no guarantee it will happen anytime soon. So don't let anyone, myself included, mislead you into believing that there is some psychic ability in the world that can tell you that the markets are going to rebound because we do know they will. We simply don't know when. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Richard. Richard, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gene. How are we doing today? We're doing great, sir. How may we serve you? Okay, I've called you numerous times. Now i got to get to it. Treasurydirect.gov for I-bonds? As I understand, I by, uh, by recollection, I think that is correct. Okay, now, how do you pay for them? I mean, I'm not that good on the computer. How do you go in and do this? Can you tell me, or do I have to just, you know, kind of go in there on my own? Yeah, if if you're not comfortable doing it on your own, then uh, just pick out any eight or nine year old that you know, and <laughs> they'll guide you through. These kids are amazing. Uh, yeah, they yeah, are. 
Yeah, having somebody sit next to you who's comfortable is probably a good idea. As I uh, understand, it's either a, a, a direct debit to a bank account. I don't think it's a credit card payment. I think it comes directly from your bank account. Oh, bank, okay. Yeah, so so going online, I think uh, if you're interested in the I-bonds, I think a lot of people are going to be pleased. There's some limitations, but you can still get big chunks of dollars at guaranteed rates and guaranteed principal. So at right. understanding right now, gosh, that, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'll go on at it. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. You too. God bless you. Bye. Yeah, it's uh, not too good on the computer. That that's, that probably describes all of us at one point or another. Not John. John, John as, as, his, as his aunt explains to me often, is pretty darn helpful. Pretty darn helpful. But then again, she doesn't see everything real clearly. That's <laughs> everything being relative. Uh, what do they say in the in the world of the blind? The one-eyed man is king. And uh, <clears throat> I happen, sadly, on the technology side, to live in the world of the blind. That's the voice of an angel that says we've got to take our first break of the show. It's just a few moments. Um, give you a chance to refill that coffee cup, etc. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. We'll uh, answer your questions, your emails after this on More Than Money. I don't know how you keep on giving. just apologize for interrupting that piece of music uh if uh Alyssa young is listening right now she's going shut up and play the song <laughs> that's as she says it that's her jam uh we had the extreme pleasure while we were in salt lake city of having the opportunity to hear the crescent super band it is an amazing group of young immensely talented musicians, singers, and uh, musicians that, uh, uh, jazz, all jazz, incredible. And they did Superstition, Stevie Wonder, whew, tore the roof off the place. Unbelievable. The only downside, here's the downside. The group um, is composed of talented young musicians between ages 15 and 18. And and that's it. So long about 9.30-ish, as we were just starting to rip, they had to go home because they got homework to do. They had to go to bed. They got, they got school the next day. Oh, my gosh. It was spectacular. Spectacular. 
So welcome back to More Than Money. If we can be of service to you this morning, we wish to do exactly that. The most uh, effective and direct way, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900. Send me your emails, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. And you can, of course, go through the miracles of modern technology to iHeartMedia through our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the Listen Live button. You'll be connected directly. And if you've got folks uh, that you care about, maybe maybe they live in Salt Lake City, give them a call. Tell them, kick it on, for gosh sake. Let's see, two-hour difference. It's 630 out there. That's not dreadful. Come on, get them involved. Uh, you know, West Coast, we have lots of folks on the West Coast who listen. So if you are... Uh, Wishing to share our show, then make sure that you do exactly that. That would be fantastic. Uh, Salt Lake City was amazing for so very many reasons. Uh, the national conference was particularly uh, insightful. Lots of great uh, ideas, strategies, uh, tactics, and techniques, uh, tips that we uh, gathered to uh, better serve our clients, better serve you. Uh, there were advisors from as far west as Hawaii. And, of course, uh, throughout the uh, eastern seaboard and, um, and uh, beyond. So literally coast to coast and beyond and uh, wonderfully bright folks. We learned a great deal. And being in Salt Lake City, the home of the Mormon Church, fantastic, fascinating. Uh, they welcomed us to the Family History Center. What an experience. We were absolutely blown away. Not just at all the amazing things that we found uh, I, uh, someone has done a great deal of work on our family tree and, uh, the furthest back that, uh, I'm going by memory furthest date back was about 1480. So holy cow. I was hoping to go back just a little bit further to my Viking heritage lines, but I'm guessing that. There's some limitations in terms of paper trail. <laughs> but, oh, the volunteers there were so helpful and so engaged and so passionate about what they were doing. Oh, they were fantastic. The entire experience, uh, really, really wonderful. So, um, But it did entail, we flew into uh, Newark last evening, got our uh, limo ride in, and, uh, and, and were greeted by our... Uh, our cadre of, uh, ooh, watch how I did it, cadre of cats. And uh, they were very happy to uh, to find out that mom and dad had not abandoned them forever. Uh, a week in hey, a life of a cat, that's a long time. So uh, our youngest, uh, our little girl, was very excited. Um, it didn't matter that, because uh, in her mind, uh, the fact that dad had to get up in three hours it didn't really mean much to her. She she was too excited. So uh, <clears throat> whatever happens this morning, I'm counting on all of my loyal listeners that if I wander off <laughs> the beaten path, <clears throat> uh, give me give me a shout and and we'll help as best we can. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at AskMT. What do you think about moving cash out of an IRA into a regular investment account and buying I-bonds? 
okay, I'm going to think about this kind of on the fly. What do I think about taking money out of a IRA and putting it into a taxable account to get I bond? The um, the first question I have is why, and I think I can answer that. I mean, you hear about I bonds are currently paying seven and a half or eight percent guaranteed by the federal government. That's a really attractive interest rate. Uh, keeping in mind, of course, let's let's use a simple number. Let's say we're talking about ten thousand bucks. That's the cap that you can purchase uh, I bonds. Um, so you have ten thousand in your IRA, but to get ten thousand out, you've got to pay tax. So you've got to take out. Uh, let's call it twelve five, twelve thousand five hundred. So the first thing that happens in order to get to the I bond part of this is that you lose two thousand five hundred bucks. That would cause me to hesitate right there. That would cause me to say, "Hmm." Not really clear that that's in my best interest. Now, if you can talk yourself into, yeah, I don't really mind paying that tax, then yeah, I get it. Uh, relatively short term, or maybe not. No, no one knows. Well, as Yogi Berra said, predicting is hard, especially about the future. Bottom line is, I-bonds have adjustable interest rates based on inflation, not on interest rates. If it were on interest rates, I would say likely um, you're going to see higher rates for the next two, three years. Inflation is likely to start to taper off, Uh, I think, sooner than interest rates taper off. I think the Fed, they're late to the dance. They'll be late coming out of the the curve. So, so bottom line is, is I think interest rates are going to continue higher after inflation has uh, leveled off. But uh, if um, there is a reason, a a, a reasonable uh, explanation for why this money might be necessary or might be needed in the relatively short term, and and particularly if you were going to take money out of your IRA anyway for some specific purpose in a year or two, then, yeah, I, I can kind of see how you would come to that conclusion. Uh, but make sure, make sure, make sure that you're doing that based on it. It, it augments, it is, it is, oh, forgive the word, accretive. Alyssa's listening right now going, oh, my God. This guy's vocabulary is amazing. I, I read a lot. Um, that, that it's additive, that, that, that it enhances um, the results of your financial um, uh, activities. N- not just that you were hearing something and you jumped on bandwagon. Hey, I-bonds. Ooh, really exciting. Hey, you can get some good. Yeah. It's, um, there's always the next shiny object. Make sure it fits. By the way, if it fits, fantastic. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. My mom died in November of 2019 without a will. My siblings agreed that I should be the administrator. (sighs) Lucky you. Uh, It was a very small estate, just the house, because she had beneficiaries on all her accounts. Obviously, she was a more-than-money listener. 
I've tried to handle everything myself, but the taxes and related paperwork have become quite complicated. Anyway, could I hire someone to look at what I've done so far? Tell me what needs to be amended. Amended, <laughs> she's already figuring out. Uh, um, uh, tell me what still needs to be done. Uh, my mom lived in New Jersey, uh, and with any luck at all, I'd like to wrap that up. Uh, wrap this up this year. Um, answer: Sure. There, there are uh, a number of ways that you might uh, approach this. Uh, one of the uh, first actions I would suggest you take is to reach out to our office and request a meeting uh, with the uh, our estate um, planning attorney, our trusted, experienced estate planning attorney, Keith Stroll. Uh, he offers uh, initial consultations at no charge. And the at no charge part is particularly interesting for you because you have already made an attempt at it, at, at at the least an attempt uh, to get this uh, resolved and you've hopefully made some progress. So if we're uh, putting all that together, you may find that with uh, 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 an hour or so with Keith that he'll tell you hmm, things look pretty good or um, they're, they're not quite there, but here's just a tip or two to get them fixed or hmm, in the alternative. Wow, what a mess you've created. <laughs> and that could be, we hope not, but that could be. Um, fortunately, we have uh, great confidence in Keith. He calls them the way he sees them. Uh, not like major league umpires. They're so bad, so bad. There's so many of them. They're so bad these days. Um, uh, uh, Keith calls them the way he sees them. He doesn't. Uh, need uh, to create um, issues where they are not. Uh, so if you are on the right track, he can uh, give you a blessing and send you off, and, and that would be great. Um, bottom line is that you do need uh, someone that you trust to review what you've done up to this point. And it, considering what you've uh, described here is a, a pretty straightforward estate, uh, relatively small, her house everything else kind of taken care of. Uh, this should be pretty straightforward. It really should be. Um, and of course, uh, if during your discussion with Keith, the issue is of filing income tax returns or estate tax returns comes up, uh, we have a rather dynamic uh, tax department uh, at MTM Financial headed up by uh, Diane Dickison, if that is her real name. Yeah, a lot of fun. That's become kind of a tagline for Diane, although I can almost be, it's very close to 100% assured. She ain't listening right now because <laughs> she had the choice and she got home the same late time I did. Gosh, it was amazing. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. I uh, have received a... Uh, avalanche of emails from you uh, sports uh, fans out there. What was it? Three weeks ago, the season started and we came in on a Saturday and the Yankees had won their first game and the Phillies had won their first game. And I uh, confidently predicted it would be the Yankees and the Phillies in the world series. I was just hosing you. I was just having some fun. I had no, <laughs> no intention 
of you taking that quite as literally as some of you rabid fans have of the Mets fans have just burned me to the ground, which, oh my gosh, I guess it's going to be worse now since uh, the Mets pitching staff threw a no hitter against the Phillies last night. (sighs) Not my fault. Now the Yankees have won, I think seven in a row now and are leading um, their division. Actually they're leading the American league overall. Um, Bottom line is uh, the Yankees and the Mets are both doing really, really well. So obviously I think it's obvious that what I meant to say, what you should have heard, what, what you probably did hear, but you were, you just weren't paying attention. Said it's clear the Mets and the Yankees are going to be in the World Series. So, so I stand on my prediction. So there. And and if and if that gets your knickers in a twist, so be it. And 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 rest assured, as as the season progresses, I will reiterate my full commitment to what, <laughs> whatever teams I think are hot at the time. What is the best way to set aside money for your granddaughter to go to college? Um, Our son is the custodian of our estate, but we would like to have something more concrete. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to interpret this a bit. So bear with me. Alyssa Young not being here because she would already have probably Googled this. But here's how I would see it. If the key objective for the granddaughters, for this effort around the granddaughter is indeed education, I think you would be hard pressed to find a more um, appropriate solution than a 529 plan. 529 plans are designed to put into um, pretty solid, if not concrete, very um, uh, structured in a very structured and intentional way uh, dollars for exactly what you're describing for college and, and education. Naming the granddaughter as the uh, beneficiary of the 529 um makes your intentions precisely clear. And you will then wish to name a, what's referred to as a successor owner, a successor owner. You during your lifetime will be the owner. So you have complete control over the 529 plan. If everything goes exactly as you, as you pray, it goes, your granddaughter does very well. Um, leads a exemplary life and decides to get education. It will be very beneficial to her where that could be four year college. That could be uh, uh, HVAC apprenticeship programs. It could be culinary school. There's a lot of ways uh, that education can be acquired these days that are kind of outside the box and, and yet uh, incredibly beneficial for a young person trying to uh, develop their, uh, Future, um, you can uh, name her as the beneficiary. That those funds would be available. But if you are gone, graduated to the next dimension, um, uh, ascended to the heights um, prior to the her 
use of that money, someone has to be uh, in charge of the account, the owner of the account. Uh, in most cases, what we have seen uh, is that if, if husband and wife grandparents are both alive, um, one of the grandparents is the owner. They name the second grandparent as the successor owner. And in the uh, unfortunate case where one uh, of them has passed, then they substitute um, another successor owner. Almost always, not always, but almost always, uh, the successor owner in that case would be the parent, one of the parents of the granddaughter. So pretty straightforward stuff. The 529s are uh, extremely flexible in terms of the types of education that will qualify for the tax advantages that they provide. Um, 529s have lots of um, good planning opportunities in terms of how to get money uh, both to students and, and how to uh, adjust on the fly should uh, the student decide that they do not um, either either need or wish additional education. Uh, there are a lot of advantages if you are interested in exploring how uh, any or all of those advantages might um, be appropriate for you, um, whether your situation is similar to these folks or not. Uh, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com, one of our most loyal listeners uh, in uh, making observations about um, my uh, current concern about the administration not responding with financial policies to support our economy, uh, our energy industry, uh, the European uh, energy needs that we could be um, very, very beneficial with in terms of exporting energy um, as we did for four years prior to a year and a half ago or so. Uh, it is uh, the observations are pretty strident and it ends with a question. Let me put it this way. If you had set out to intentionally destroy the U.S. economy, what would you have done differently? And the sounds you're hearing are crickets. I, I don't know what, what you would do differently that could have caused so much um, negative financial impact in such a short period of time. I, 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 I think one of the, um, gosh, it's hard to call it a benefit. I, I think one of the impacts of having uh, this current administration uh, take the um, uh, course courses of action that they have in such a short period of time and, and the impacts being so uh, incredibly uh, impactful, ugh, uh, negatively impactful in such a short period of time is, is the, the uh, opportunity to directly compare two very different sets of financial policies. Uh, four years, uh, we had lots of um, uh, opportunity to observe the impact of a certain financial policy approach, fiscal policy approach. Uh, and we had 
outstanding results in the energy field. Um, people across our country paying remarkably low prices for gasoline, heating oil, et cetera, et cetera. Um, growing economy. Um, uh, uh, the benefits were uh, uh, dramatic and, uh, and meaningful. Uh, and in short order, the exact opposite. So it is often uh, politics. It's often um, the case that politicians will try to um, uh, what, glide over uh, these kind of differences in the hopes that your memory is not very good and uh, you won't be able to, uh, you know, hey, well, he's saying that, but he has no proof. There, there's, they, they haven't done it. Well, now they have. Uh, the previous administration had a very different fiscal approach to, um, um, okay, everything. And I was going to go through the list, but it just seemed more prudent to go to the everything category. Um, and and uh, thoughtful folks, uh, folks who are carefully considering what their options are with an election, let's see, it's already May, so May, June, July, August, September, October, six months away, six months away to the midterm election. Uh, if uh, thoughtful folks are trying to uh, evaluate um, which uh, set of policies um, best represents the, the brightest future for our country, uh, I, it, gosh, it would be, it, the, the term black and white seems pretty, am I allowed to say black and white? I'm not really sure anymore. It's, is that under the category of they, them, uh, what a self, self-identifying kind of, no. Okay, great. Um, black and white, uh, really crystal clear, sharply focused. So we will see, we shall see, um, concerned. Yeah, you got it. Uh, 610-720-7900. Little Stevie Wonder. Uh, yes, Alyssa, at the end of the show, John will do the calculation. We'll play the whole song at the end of the show. So you only have like 57 and a half minutes to wait. In the meantime, you get a little taste. A little taste. It is a little taste. One of the greatest songs ever produced. Fantastic. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Your calls, your emails after this on more than money. gonna have to wait you're gonna have to hang in till the end of the show you want that no i get it you could youtube it you could do that now but that's not fun come on instant gratification how about waiting a little bit a little anticipation carly simon nice well done sir 
Uh, welcome back. You've got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host. Alyssa Young is on assignment this morning. She's in the field. Both of those things are true. I assigned her to uh, skip the show today and make sure that she spent her uh, morning with her daughter, Juliana, who's uh, playing uh, soccer this morning, hopefully staying warm. Um, goodness. Uh, a little chilly out there. The rest of the day, according to Craig Stevens, is going to be really, really nice. But uh, bless them. So uh, we were away for a week uh, in Salt Lake City as a group. Uh, Mark and Greg, uh, Chad and Angie, uh, Diane and I, uh, Alyssa and uh, Megan, um, at a uh, national conference of financial advisors. We learned a great deal. We had a great deal of fun. And we had really, um, we were warmly welcomed by the folks in Salt Lake City. It was, um, it was a grand trip um, that uh, ended about 2 o'clock this morning, the trip, uh, and, uh, of course, up at 5. So we all have uh, <clears throat> some challenges. But we're going to make it through. And you have 52 and a half minutes to have your questions asked and answered. Easy way to do that is to call 610 610- Seven two zero seventy nine hundred six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Very easy as well to send me an email, Gene at askmtm.com, G E N E at askmtm.com. And of course, you can always access our show through iHeartMedia by going to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. If you missed our first hour, uh, it will be posted uh, Monday. Around noon, uh, Megan doing a great job. John does his uh, tech wizardry, gets the show in Megan's hands. She makes sure that it is posted and compliant for you. And uh, for all of you, hundreds of you who uh, access the show by podcast, you'll have uh, the first full hour, of course. And then um, by the time Monday arrives, all of the show is, is yours. 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Thank you so much. Oh, very good. That means they have 47 minutes. I'm just, I'm just telling you, time grows short. Which, which. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Inagata DeVita, the long version, what, about 17 minutes? Yeah. Alice's restaurant. Um, I, I, I think we better avoid that one because uh, I would nod off in the middle. And, uh, well, I get, I get please. Um, let's see. A gentleman writes. Oh, goodness. Um, it's towards the bottom of his email, but he notes he is 80 years old. Uh, he would like to figure out how to use an annuity and social security to fund his retirement and then gift his daughter a uh, substantial sum of money from his uh, TIA CREF account. Um, the amount he would give her pushing half a million bucks would pay off her mortgage and give her a down payment on a home in Florida as well. Uh, she already has a substantial home. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm thinking his uh, email typing is 
not really taking me the right direction. I believe it's his home is valued at a very substantial sum of money. Uh, he has uh, uh, two million plus dollars totally in investments. Uh, I would like my daughter to. Oh, I I see. Um, so they're integrating her estate planning with his estate planning and have his son become the contingent beneficiary across the board. He said it's possible he may remarry, but not probable because he is 80. How do I structure the above, and does your organization pr- provide resources to help address? The answer is yes. Uh, he is a, a resident of both uh, Florida and Pennsylvania, so we've got to have some um, attention to estate issues, um, residency issues, uh, and then multi-generational issues it would be um, uh, between uh, going both directions. Uh, he is perhaps the beneficiary of his daughter's estate and vice versa and using his son as contingent. Uh, while this seems, and the numbers are large, but the issues are really very straightforward, seems to be complicated, doesn't really, uh, in his description, may seem to be complicated, um, but to a financial professional, doesn't really seem to be. Seems to be a pretty straightforward process, a good uh, estate planning package, um, a good uh, set of powers of attorney and executors uh, or executrixes. Um, uh, this should be sorted out rather rather easily. Um, don't be distracted. Quite often people are by the size uh, of the numbers. Hey, it's a million here, two million, three million. We don't have that kind of money. Um, smaller estates can be very complicated. Larger estates can be very simple. The key, again, we're very blessed. We have a experienced, trusted estate planning attorney and a full tax department in-house so we can address these issues. I would encourage this gentleman to allow us to uh, uh, sit with him. Uh, Our second opinion meetings, I don't talk about them nearly enough. We talk about lots of our partners, but our financial advisors stand uh, at the ready to provide you with a free, absolutely no charge, uh, no obligation, no pressure, uh, second opinion where we go over everything and give you some uh, really uh, specific guidance as to what you uh, have as options. And then you decide, um, uh, number one, on the options uh, that you decide to take. And number two, whether you wish our assistance in implementation. And of course, we're making those same decisions as well. We take about half the folks that we interview uh, for various reasons, half work and half fit, half don't. Uh, 610-720-7900. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Joseph. Joseph, good morning. Hi, Gene. Good morning. Hi. I had called about a month or two ago, and uh, you told me we we talked about uh, investing money that I have in a Roth IRA, and I do have one. And what I did was transfer money from a um, just a credit union share account into uh uh, fidelity, actually, and uh, and I'm thinking about the types of things that might be uh, optimal to invest uh, as, in, in my Roth IRA money. It's about a thousand dollars, and for me, much of it is really a, a learning curve thing. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to put a lot more in. Uh, a friend tells me the ETFs are, are more liquid, and then um, 
than the, uh, the mutual funds. And I'm kind of wondering, uh, as a rule, are maybe the mutual funds a little better performing than ETFs? Uh, is there a distinction there that's kind of true? Yeah, it's an interesting question, and, and it's one that, that will have multiple answers, and I'll explain here in just a moment why. Uh, the liquidity of mutual funds is outstanding and has been since their invention over 100 years ago, uh, better even now than it was as they were being developed. Uh, there are certain limitations on their liquidity, but they affect almost no one. So while we do acknowledge that ETFs are more liquid, uh, it is a difference without much of a distinction. So it really doesn't have much impact on on uh, either you or me or the vast majority, 99.99% of investors. Where the ETF gains the advantage sometimes is on the fee side of things. Uh, mutual funds uh, in the, uh, gosh, their initial offerings, they, they were remarkably expensive. Uh, in some cases, 5% of your initial investment disappeared immediately. That is long gone. It's, it's, it, that's history, ancient history. Uh, mutual funds, uh, largely all the quality funds that you would consider, uh, would be considered no load, no, no commission, no upfront fee. So we're really comparing their management fees, their, their, the annual expenses that are associated with ownership. On the mutual fund side, if we're looking at a stock mutual fund, uh, the average fee might be uh, seven-tenths of one percent. Uh, every one-hundredth of a percent is referred to as a basis point. So that would be referred to as 70 basis points, seven-tenths of one percent. On the ETF side, because there is uh, little or no actual management, it is operated um, through the use of technology, computer run, uh, based on an algorithm designed by the investment firm, whether that be Vanguard or Schwab or, or Fidelity or T. Rowe Price. It, the, the list goes on and on. There are thousands of them. Um, so the expense ratios can be remarkably low, not 70 basis points, but we have seen uh, uh, ETS with seven basis points. We Some of the more exotics might have 20 basis points on the high end, and some of the largest Vanguard ETFs might be charging two or three basis points, two or three hundredths of a percent. And even mm -hmm. t 20 years ago, a mutual fund uh, quite often would be charging two percent. So we have eliminated 99% of the fees. Those are the major differences between uh, ETFs and mutual funds. Um, if you were investing $1,000, uh, did I hear that correctly, 1000 bucks? Yeah. 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 ETFs are a wonderfully in inexpensive way to, to go. Uh, in most platforms, uh, we, we use Charles Schwab predominantly. There are no commissions. You can buy an ETF. There is no commission. There's no fee to do that. You can sell that same ETF at any point. No commission, no fee. I believe Fidelity is doing exactly the same thing. 
so you can invest that money very effectively, very efficiently. And with ETFs, you can actually split the 1000 into a couple pieces. I don't know if that is actually your interest, if you want something Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'd probably want to split that into a couple pieces and, like I say, do a learning curve thing, uh, follow a few of them. The ETFs, I think, is a great way to start, and Fidelity, I'm sure, will be able to support you at a very, very yeah. low cost. Yeah, well, that's good to know. So if I understand it correctly, the way the uh, most of these mutual funds compared to the ETFs being low-cost or no-cost uh, commission, really it amounts to um, the yield, the growth rate, because those are just the internal costs for management that would come about. Uh, so that's, that's really the difference. I, I would only see a difference in the performance of an ETF compared to a mutual fund. Is, yeah. is that... Yeah, sadly, yeah. that I, I wish it were that simple. I wish it were as simple as, hey, an ETF is going to be a better performing be, because they have lower fees. That that could be. It could be the exact opposite. It could be that you paid... Yeah, that's what it, I was thinking. Yeah, it, yeah, I was thinking, chances are, I mean, with, with, with good management, the mutual fund would perform better. And... It is possible that that will happen, but there's no way in advance to know that for a certainty. Uh, some folks would say then split the difference, put 500 into an ETF, put 500 into a well-managed mutual fund, and get the benefit mm -hmm. of both worlds. And uh, with Fidelity, that's very possible. Yeah, I see. Well, um, good to know. I guess the, the, biggest, uh, the biggest difference, what you're saying, is kind of small. It's just that um, the mutual funds, apparently they take uh, just a few, a few days to, to turn around and take money out. But apparently the ETFs are like a day or something. Is this, this what you typically see? Uh, it, it, the reality is that mutual funds can be liquidated at uh, the end of the day. Um, all mutual fund transactions happen at uh, the close of business on the New York Stock Exchange, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. ETFs can be bought and sold throughout the day. For you starting, and, and I like the term that you're using, learning curve, using this almost as a as a uh, uh, on-the-job training kind of a process or a, a working laboratory kind of a process. Uh, that will mean nothing to you. That that has again, it's it's it is a value that in certain circumstances is extremely important, and in your case, it really doesn't mean anything. Good to know. Okay, well, uh, in either case, uh, being that it's a Roth IRA, it's not going to make a difference to me as far as taxes. Am I right with that? That's a fact. Great, Gene. Thanks a bunch. Thank you, Joseph. You take care. God bless. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com. Uh, ETFs and mutual funds feel very similar. They are both opportunities for folks to pool their investment dollars, uh, bring them together, uh, hire in mutual fund cases, hire management teams or individuals, uh, whether that's a Vanguard team or individual, uh, T. Rowe Price, Fidelity, et cetera, et cetera. There are dozens, hundreds uh, that you can look at. Um, or um, whether you 
wish to use an ETF, which is um, an investment process that's very much on autopilot um, to uh, accomplish your goals, um, there are pros and cons of each. And in our More Than Money World Headquarters, in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth, you will find that we often, very often, hmm. maybe 100% of the time, uh, use both in portfolios, both ETFs and mutual funds. And there are advantages uh, to, uh, to both and, and disadvantages to both. So having a mix and match approach uh, really does uh, work out uh, rather well. Uh, 610-720-7900. Uh, John is uh, reapproaching the phone, so if you're calling, just be, uh, you t- John, your timing's for poo. If you just were calling in, call back, 610-720-7900. We have a, just a little technical thing there that we have to take care of, a little technical thing. All right, John's upset I used the term little. Okay. 610-720-7900. Um, okay. Uh, gentlemen. Yeah. Gentleman asks what my opinion is about parking excess cash in a five year duration tips as a hedge against forecasted devaluation of the dollar doing due to current, uh, inflationary environment. Assume there is a little chance those funds will be needed prior. Oh, prior to the mature maturation of the tips. Uh, the $10,000 limitation on I-bonds precludes that option as an inflation protection vehicle for larger cash. All of that is true. Um, I'm not really sure there's a... Um, the uh, Observations more than questions. Uh, yep. Uh, tips can be used as an alternative to cash. Okay. Uh, 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talked to... Pat, Pat, good morning. Good morning, Gene. How are you? I'm very well, sir. How may we serve you? I wanted to ask you, um, I've been hearing recently, I watched a video about I-bonds, uh, I-series bonds. Yeah. And the May, the May bonds yielding 10%, but it's not something you can do in a IRA or retirement account, invest right. in those bonds. Right. But are there any funds, ETFs? that invest in I-bonds that I could use to purchase, invest in the funds that invest in I-bonds for retirement accounts. Is that any possibility? And what do you think going forward on I-bonds, interest rates? What's your whole theory of inflation? I mean, this 10% yield is a bit high, right? We don't expect to see that for a couple of years. Do you? Yeah. Uh, first of all, no. There are no ETFs that offer I-bonds. I-bonds are set up specifically as a direct transaction between an individual and the federal government. So those are not available through an I, uh, through an ETF. You are uh, able to acquire TIPS, uh, indexed um, inflation protection securities. They operate in a similar fashion, not identical, similar fashion to uh, I-bonds, but you can go through uh, ETF programs and get tips into your portfolio. So if you like that concept, 
and you want something similar to I-bonds that is very easily available, and it's available basically everywhere. I think inflation is going to remain stubbornly high. Uh, I think the next year or two is likely to be uh, well above 5%. There are those who initially, those in the administration, who initially wanted the world to believe that the word transitory was the key to inflation, that this was all due to the fact that there were too many ships off the coast of L.A. Uh, We have rather rapidly come to the conclusion that that was just a steaming pile of hoo-ha. And the real issue uh, is uh, uh, energy-based and uh, current administration policies driving energy costs through the roof. And every, every industry is affected by energy costs, Um, not just the obvious ones like travel. We just spent a week traveling. So if you're jumping in an airplane and the cost for their fuel has doubled in a year, obviously that has an impact. But if you're the, the, the local deli, uh, all of your stuff is being delivered by trucks on a regular basis. You're going to be negatively impacted as well. So it, it is sadly um, a specter that, that provides us with the, uh, the vision of inflation being stubbornly high for um, a period of time. Some are saying 12 months, some 18, some 24. N- uh, no one that we respect is saying at this point that it's transitory. Interest rates are going to rise. There's simply no question about it. They already have. Uh, 10-year treasuries have already gone from a year or so ago, 0.9% interest rate. The last number I saw was 26 That is a huge increase in interest rates in a short period of time. And the Federal Reserve has already announced that they expect that they will be uh, raising uh, Fed rates um, uh, coming up in this next meeting. The, some are saying a half a percent, which would be a rather um, um, significant jump over the typical quarter point. But even at a quarter point, they're talking about raising it eight or ten times over the next two years. That's a very significant rise. And it's going to change the economic landscape rather significantly, making it more challenging, uh, particularly for first home buy- first-time home buyers, uh, to get mortgages where uh, a year or two ago they could get a 30-year mortgage at one nine one point nine nine. The last number I saw, uh, 5.3. So there, we're going to have some significant challenges, some significant headwinds. We always have. But the reality is these are going to be tough. So inflation-protecting securities would be an option for retirement accounts. Sure That's would what, be. Yep. Tips. Would you, at a 56-year-old, uh, 56-year-old husband and wife allocation as to a fixed income, what, do you have any suggestions on the allocation of bonds, fixed income? Because I think we're just too overweighted in equities. Yeah, if you want to move away from equities, um, and and at fifty six, I'm get I'm, uh, uh, and of course I don't know enough about the specifics of your of your situation, but in general terms, for a general audience, sixty percent in equities would be about my comfort level. Forty percent in, uh, we used to say bonds, now we say not equities. 
because bonds are a very difficult place to be uh, profitable these days. The pieces that we would look at, tips, we would look at floating rate bonds. Those have done reasonably well. We would look at high yield bonds. Those have done okay, but they've got some real risk. There are other options other than bonds for the non-equity piece uh, fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, buffered ETFs. There's a fair number of items on that menu that are not bonds, but are also not uh, equity exposed um, um, pieces of your portfolio. Um, I, I understand that it, 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 it's a, a bit of a learning curve for most folks to start getting comfortable with some, all, none of those types of options. Um, but I, I strongly encourage people to do that learning curve, get that comfort level to decide where they fit for you. Your retirement is uh, in, in sight, and uh, these kind of decisions are going to make um, uh, a huge impact on whether you can be confident over this glide path into retirement or not. Sir, I appreciate your call so very much. That... Uh, great piece of music says i've got a heartbreak her here so stick with us through this last break when we return we're going to have 21 and a half minutes to answer your questions 610-720-7900 gene at askmtm.com emails questions after this on more than money Welcome back to More Than Money. If you're going, why is he talking over that song? You've got uh, 19 and a half minutes, and you're going to get the entire Stevie Wonder superstitious. Or whatever else I may have called it in my sleepy stupor this morning, because John has corrected me several times already. And a great piece of music, great piece of music. Uh, we'll give you that full song. That's actually Alyssa Young. As uh, I told you, she was on assignment this morning. She was reporting from uh, Juliana Young's um, soccer game, and the report is a good one. Game is over. Juliana's team wins 2-1. to one. Tight match. Um, she had a hat trick, and uh, yeah, everybody out there, if they know soccer, if they know hockey, they're going, hang on a second. If they won two to one, she sure as hell didn't have a hat trick because that's three goals. I know. I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. I'm just, just fussing with you a little bit. 610-720-7900. You've got 18 minutes to have your questions asked and answered. Send those to me by email, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. One of the questions that we got this week is really appropriate considering some of the uh, experiences we had in Salt Lake City with uh, uh, some of our learning sessions. It's uh, the question is, what is direct indexing and should I be interested? Those are two radically different questions. 
So let's give you the basics of direct indexing. For most of you, it's a phrase you've never heard. For most of you, indexing is a phrase that is not common to your everyday conversation. You may have heard it in a slightly different form. The S&P 500 index, the Dow Jones Industrial Index, the NASDAQ index. So if somebody is reporting or discussing those topics precisely, usually they don't. Sometimes they do, sometimes they didn't. Got to work it in somehow. Uh, it's just, hey, the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, the S&P, but it's the S&P 500 index. It is an index of the 500 largest companies in America. The Dow Jones is the index of the 30 mega companies based in the United States. Okay, that's, those are two ears I won't be using anytime soon. But, but you'll grab that phone and, and that'll make me feel better. So uh, if you wanted to invest, but not in specific stocks necessarily, you didn't want anybody picking stocks, but you wanted to trend the general market, the S&P 500 index was a very useful way to do that. And going through an ETF now, you can get an S&P 500 index for basically no cost, uh, two or three basis points in cost. Very, very simple. But some folks are saying, have said, um, until recently, the only folks who could say this were folks who had tens of millions of dollars to invest because the technology had not yet advanced to make it a reasonable thing for a normal person to do. Um, if you said the S&P 500 index is fine, fine, but there's some companies I don't want. And, and you would say, so, so you want the index? No, uh, I want the index, but I want to take out a dozen companies for whatever reason. In our industry, the current uh, trend is referred to as ESG, environmental, social, and governance. These are issues that for many investors, they consider to be as important as the return, the rate of return that they might get on their investments. They consider investing in certain companies to be against their personal values. So those personal values might be expressed in, in environmental issues. They might be expressed in uh, societal issues, might be expressed in, in how a company govern itself, whether they are respectful of diversity, whether they are respectful of of uh, uh, fair treatment of their employees, et cetera. Uh, and as of not very long ago, two years or so, um, it became technologically possible for you to create your own index based on your own uh, value system, your own personal uh, decision about what investments you are um, comfortable with, happy with, or not. And fascinatingly enough, this can now be done with very small investments. 
So the question, uh, what, what is direct indexing? There you go. Should I be interested? I don't know. How would I know? How would I know? Um, who would be interested? Folks who have very clear uh, uh, ESG uh, or uh, some, some are based on scripture-based, um, um, biblically-based investing. Um, you can make any criterion your guideline uh, in terms of what you pick, what you choose to leave in the index, what you choose to take out of the index. Should you be doing that? The answer is for the vast majority of people, nah. It, it doesn't add anything. It brings nothing to the table other than something interesting to talk about at a party. Um, but for certain investors who have very clear um, criterion for companies that they will or won't invest in, could be interesting. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Barry. Barry, good morning. Hey, Rick. Gene, how's it going today? I'll make this quick if I can. Sure. Um, uh, uh, but I think a long story short, I spent like, man, say it's like $700 of medical expenses. Uh, I was wondering if I could uh, deduct that right off the top of my, my 2002 uh, income taxes, right, right off my uh, taxable income. Yeah, sadly, no. Uh, there's, there's two things that are going to make that difficult for you. Uh, number one, in order to get any medical uh, deductions at all, uh, they you, you have to have enough total deductions uh, to be larger than the standard deduction. And the standard deduction oh. yeah, for a married couple right now is 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 I, right around twenty five, twenty six thousand bucks. Most people don't get anywhere close to that. So a medical deduction for the vast majority, 90 percent of the folks that we see, it never gets to. Uh, a number high enough to to uh, to make it worthwhile. The standard. I'm, de- for a single, I'm sorry. I'm go sorry, ahead. But no, go I'm ahead. How about for a single male? What, what, what's, this, what's the yeah, standard? Yeah, the standard deduction is is about half of that, and then you get a. Uh, it, uh, it, it, if you can add in one more negative factor, which is there's a a minimum uh, medical deduct or medical expense that you have to have. I, I'm I'm going by memory now. It's somewhere right around 10 percent of your income. So using an example, if you have $50,000 of adjusted gross income, uh, you've got to have medical expenses above 5000 bucks to get any deductions whatsoever. Oh, okay. So, okay. So that's included in the standard. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, Gene. You got it, brother. Be safe. God bless. 610-720-7900. Barry's a regular caller, always has interesting questions, and he's always respectful of our time. We have some other callers. <laughs> all right, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, all right. All right. I'm a little cranky. Yes. <laughs> well, Foster Brooks. <laughs> uh, enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Please. 610-720-7900. We have nine and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. Happy to take your calls at this point. Again, 610 610- Seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm.com. Uh, one of our clients uh, asks the following question: Would you please explain why uh, the ticker symbol is WBRRX was sold and closed out of the account? Um, uh, William Blair had a short-term bond fund 
that had over many years performed wonderfully. As a result, um, we had done our screenings. We really liked the sector, short-term bonds. Those are bonds that have maturities um, that are very brief. Many bond funds have bonds that mature over uh, 5, 10, 15, 30 years. Uh, Short-term bond funds like William Blair have uh, bonds that mature uh, over months, three months, six months, nine months, 14 months, very, very short maturities. As a result, as interest rates rise, two things could happen. Uh, The first thing that could happen uh, is that the value of the um, bonds in the portfolio could go down. That could happen. In this case, it did. Um, It could also happen that many of those bonds are going to mature because they have short-term maturities, and then they could be reinvested at higher rates. Um, William Blair made the business decision that the current economic environment and the projected economic environment over the next two or three years or longer would have made it nearly impossible for them to generate a profit for their shareholders. And they did what is almost unheard of in the mutual fund industry. They decided to close the fund. They decided that rather than sitting back and, to be blunt, getting paid, um, that that's, I mean, they're a business. They're in business to turn a profit. Uh, generating revenue off of hundreds of millions, perhaps even billions of dollars of assets with little or no expectation that they could be profitable to their clients, they did a very honorable thing. They closed the account. And when they closed the account, if you had it in a portfolio, they sent a check to your portfolio. So if you're a Schwab, Schwab, you got, you got your money in your money market. If you held it personally, they sent you a check. Pretty interesting approach um, to a very challenging time in the bond market. Speaking of bonds, let's go back to the phones. We're going to talk to George. George, good morning. Good morning. So I have a question about bonds with uh, interest rates going up and likely to keep going up for a good part of the year. Is there any reason to be holding bonds anymore? It's a good question. Um, It is a very um, difficult and challenging time to be holding bonds of almost any kind. There are certain segments of the bond market and, and I should preface this by saying uh, most folks talk about bonds as if they were uh, a uh, one-size-fits-all kind of a product, and they are not. Bonds come in— I'm talking about bond funds. Uh, well, bonds and bond funds come in many different flavors, uh, corporate bonds versus uh, governmental bonds, uh, U.S. bonds versus foreign bonds— short-term bonds versus long-term bonds. They come in lots of flavors. The only bonds that we're looking at currently 
that were the word comfortable is not in the in 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 our vocabulary in this case but the only bonds that we are um, tolerant of are called floating rate bonds and and they are available both in in uh, mutual fund forms and ETF forms um, floating rate bond funds uh, where uh, as interest rates rise uh, the folks who have borrowed money I uh, have agreed that they will increase their interest rate that they are paying. So they tend to track pretty well to the upside. The second piece is TIPS, uh, the Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. Uh, again, they tend to track, they're, they're not precise, but they tend to track rises in both interest rates and inflation. So we're tolerant of those. We're looking to alternatives in the bond arena. We uh, agree. We think that the next couple of years is going to be very, very difficult. And it could be much longer than that, that that bonds are going to have a difficult time. Um, But there are alternatives. Uh, Fixed uh, um, annuities are a currently a pretty reasonable alternative, Uh, principal protected and uh, interest rates above three percent. We think that 10-year treasuries are a pretty reasonable alternative. Uh, We think fixed indexed annuities may be a good alternative. There are buffered ETFs that uh, do invest in the market, so to speak, the S&P 500 index, but they buy options to protect should that index drop. So we think the bond market is going to be incredibly challenged uh, and measured, again, not in, in days or weeks, but months and years. And uh, alternatives on the bond side uh, are, are, are ones that uh, most investors should be looking at. Thank you. You're very welcome, sir. God bless. 610720. Uh, you know what? Never mind. Because I'm looking at John's calculation. And I see we've got about three minutes. Not nearly enough time to be... Um, excuse me, respectful of any question that might come in. Gosh, it takes me longer than three minutes sometimes just to figure out what the question really is. Yeah, it does. Um, Congratulations to Juliana's soccer team. Uh, They uh, they, uh, clawed their way to a victory, two to one. Very, very nice. Good for them. Congratulations to Alyssa Young for reconnecting with her daughter after being away for a week. Juliana, I can assure you, your mom had no fun whatsoever. She was hard at work the entire time. I'm, I'm trying to say it with a straight face. I really have got all kinds of struggles. Um, welcome. Uh, welcome. Yes, we are welcomed back. So uh, with just a few hours sleep, uh, she's out there with her daughter on assignment, and uh, Jean is right here. Alyssa will be back next week. For all of you out there going, uh, it's not the same without her. I know. It's a lot more work for G. <laughs> That's what I know. So uh, what I do want to share with you is that we've talked about a couple things today that that are so open-ended. They are so open-ended. Uh, hey, the bond market looks really tough. What are you going to do? There are alternatives, but they need to be customized to you. They need to be customized to your circumstance. Um, Hey, what are we going to do about long-term inflation? For some of you, the answer is nothing. If, if you're 48 years old and you're investing for retirement, 
that's likely, what, 17, 18, 20, 25 years away? Don't worry about it. Keep on track because inflation and higher rates will have an effect on the market and then it won't because you'll go through two or three more cycles before you retire and you're long, that you have this huge advantage, huge advantage. You've got time. But for all of these items that need to be customized, uh, obviously I'm prejudiced, but I think our more than money advisors are uniquely qualified to give you that perspective and that customization to analyze your personal situation and figure out exactly how to make that the best it can possibly be specifically for you. Let us know how we can help. Uh, you can uh, send me an email, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, and you can go old school. You can call 24-7. we got technology. They'll pick up on the... Uh, uh, on the uh, the line and uh, and then get back to you. Or if you want to call Monday through Friday, normal business hours, you'll talk to some wonderful, wonderful folks. Not me, but wonderful folks uh, who will be happy to help you. Keep in mind that all of those um, uh, second opinions that we offer, absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. It's just a chance for you to figure out where to from here. And to be blunt... It might be challenging. So uh, thanks so much for spending part of your Saturday with us. That's a great honor that you bestow upon us. And hopefully uh, you'll have learned enough or been benefited enough that you'll want to uh, want to return. If in the meantime, you've got questions, don't ever hesitate. Please reach out because uh, you're really important to us. We'll see you next week on More Than Money.